Hazel came in and hit it. He's the one in the middle of the sentence. Yes. yes. <laughs> so it's like, Hazel, you need your homework before you go to bed. That was bold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> Welcome to West by Home. Yeah. I'm out of image. No. Yeah. And a very slow mock. This is kind of, I feel like, will be one of our more relaxed type of episodes. That's right. This is the hang loose and be groovy. Yes. We're going to talk about the bass some more. Yes. And we're going to share bass horror stories. Yes. And talk about fires fish and, and friends and, and yeah people we see in far off locations yes exactly there you go <sighs> one. so that's what's happening it is you know these kid things they are they are uh well yeah yeah having one you're doing oh yeah. i'm going part? in like reverse right here yeah you, I'm, i've got older one which is not that bad you, you've done the kindergarten thing which is, which is is cake yes and now you're about to do like the thing from the beginning which yes. Starts out, and really, it depends on the kid. It, yes. if, if it's like, oh, I'm going to sleep through the night in three months, then yes. then it's golden. Yes. That's how Hazel was. Every time I think, oh, it's going to get harder for her, and then like it's it's always gotten easier. Like yeah. there's there's a point where she started walking, where it's like, oh crap, she's going to get into stuff. And then she's a cool kid; she never gets into stuff. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's really big. And it's not really me. It's, I feel bad for Martha because she's the one who for the first trimester, right? And she ended up losing like 20, 25 pounds. That's, what, that's the way Tracy was. She um. She, I want to say that by the time she had Hazel, she she still weighed like maybe two pounds more than what she weighed when she got pregnant to start with. That's that's exactly what Martha. She's right now back up to about the way she was before she got pregnant, and it's very funny because you look at her now and she she looks miserable and she and she yeah. is. But yeah, it's one of those things you're like, oh boy, and I feel so bad. And, and of course, you know, and then every every night it's hard for her to sleep. And then you know, like today she got sick, so I went home and made sure she was fine and, and, and yeah. checked on her. It's a lot more. It's fun stuff. No one ever told me this. Everyone has told me, oh, wait till you get the baby. You'll be up all night long. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I get it. Babies are hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no one told me that, you know, pregnant, you know, fiancés and girlfriends are harder. <laughs> or not harder, but they could be hard, too, especially when you were expecting any of that kind yeah, of that, stuff. Yeah, that's the worst part. Is, well, it's the waiting, plus you know how miserable they are. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, exactly. And deep down you know that it's half your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's the part I do feel bad. I mean, I, I get why people have those uh, remorse things whenever they, like you know anything bad happens during the pregnancy and the guy immediately starts blaming himself and i get that but yeah. like every night what i do I have a routine with martha now like when we go to bed i'm like i have to massage her feet because mm. her feet are swollen and I have to you know help her to bed and try to do and get all this stuff done it's all part <laughs> of the thing i don't mind it though yeah. that's the sad that's the funniest part then at the end of the night i'm like oh i'll go, I'll go play on the computer or oh, i'll go work on this or whatever so totally i'll do it like i'll go in like i'll rub her back a little bit and be like yep she's asleep now Yep, the night's all mine. Yep, that's exactly what I do too. Then, like, I, then I'll come in here and write or do something. Yeah, do something constructive. Yeah, so storyboard as I've been doing lately. I saw, I saw your book right there. Yeah, it was nice. I, I did read the, like the. I was gonna read. I was like, you know, before tonight's podcast, I'm gonna sit down and I'm going to read your short script right there. Yeah, and of I got the, a page of the first scene of the first scene. It's literally the first scene. You still didn't get through it. And I got a page <laughs> through, and I'm like, wow, this is quite violent. Well, well I figured that I, I wrote this book and I gave it to a ton of people to to read. Because it's, it's the best damn thing I've ever written. Oh, really? And, and it's funny because I basically just wrote it on a whim. It wasn't like something I really th- thought through. Isn't and, that funny how that it, usually it, works? It really out is. Like that? 
Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I don't read books. Mm-hmm. I hate that about myself because I, I get books and I and I'll read maybe a page and be like, okay, I'm, I'm I'll never I'll, I love this, but I'll never come back to it. Yes, and that's how it happens to me. I don't have the attention span. That's that's the big thing. See, that's my thing too. That's yeah, so we're the type of people like we wait for the movie to come out. Yes. So I I am working on a screenplay of this book now to try to make into a movie eventually. Huh. And it, it kind of touches on last week's conversation about how I, I wish there was movie a, a, movie, a movie studio at the Navy base. It, yeah. And I, that's why I wrote the story on a whim because you know, New York Times reported there was a movie studio interested in, in the base. And I was like, yeah, if, if they have outreach, then they, they may give a little bit of money to mm-hmm. have something produced here just for funsies. Mm-hmm. And when they do, I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. So I, I wrote... I wrote this book basically on the premise of actually I started trying to write the book and the screenplay at the same time and I realized I had no clue how to write a screenplay and it was slowing me down so I, I, I dropped it and just and went ahead and wrote the, the book. book so now um, two years later I'm going back and actually trying to fill in the gaps with the screenplay okay. I've learned some things it's, it's interesting mm. I finished the first chapter so far screenplay wise and it is 15 pages long the script itself okay and i forget how long the the book version is but based on that if every chapter is 15 pages it'd be a 220 page script which is 100 pages more than what an average script is yeah i was gonna say aren't scripts anywhere from 80 pages to 100 i think it's basically 60 pages per hour a minute per page i guess more or less yeah so i'm gonna probably do some editing down the road but it storyboarding too and the only reason I'm still doing it is because my daughter sits there and, and draws with me and she's I'm so impressed by it I just keep on going just to see what she does it, it's it's wild mm. you know um, you know John Ford right the famous film yeah yeah he, oh, I was thinking about Monument Valley. Oh, really? Yeah, because a lot of his movies were in Monument Take Valley. Place, yeah. yeah, and I, I was reading the thing, and I don't know how much truth is behind this, but it was, he had a famous thing where he would look at a script, and if he got behind while filming a script, he pulled the script over, and he'd be like, All right, and he look, and he start ripping out pages. <laughs> Because he's like, we don't need that. And he start ripping out the pages. Yeah. He doesn't think he goes there. Well, we are back on budget. <laughs> and keep on going. I mean, I could, I could probably cut down a lot of the dialogue. But it's funny because I, I wrote that scene and, and I remember thinking, this scene is super short. Like, it, it won't bring anybody in. And then mm-hmm. one of the scripts that I'm like, okay, this is actually quite long. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been an experience and it's fun and it'll probably never get shot, but I hope it will someday. Yeah. Basically, I got everything I need except money. And actors, which is kind of the two most things important you things you need, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and financials. You know, next yeah. to a camera, which I could probably use a camera too. Yeah. Right? But yeah. now I've got a production company in mind for it, but that's a whole other thing. Okay. Um, so what are you up to? Not much. I actually I did get some feedback from the podcast last week too. Did you really? Yes. And the one thing I got, which I thought was interesting, is a mutual friend of ours came up to me and said really like last week's podcast and then he started going into i never saw i never even knew about that documentary and he watched the documentary yeah. and he found that fascinating he was really shocked when dad granddad and my uncle popped up in the middle of the documentary that, that is my favorite scene and this is probably the third time i've gushed about this on on the podcast yeah. alone let alone in real life but i i just love that scene so much because it, it's just such a slice of Pendleton county exactly right, right and not only that your dad has maybe 30 seconds of screen time in there and i feel like just that 30 seconds perfectly encapsulates him. Yes, it does. Which which is great since he's not around anymore. Yeah, but yeah, but that's I, exactly I, how he was. And it's funny because you, you know we always talk about what's a West Virginia thing this week. That was my West Virginia moment for this week watching that. And and I mean it still goes on every day. You go into Granddad's store, and for the most part, people just like to hang out there. They maybe buy one thing, but they'll sit there for three four yeah. hours and just chit chat about what's going on. Or the funniest thing is you go in there and they're not talking; they're just hanging out. 
Yeah. And no one's really saying anything. They're just kind of hanging around. And they'll try to make small talk, but nothing really is being said. And after about an hour or two, they're like, well, it's time <laughs> for me to get up the road here. And then they all take off. I guess how a lot of those old country stores are. Crazy. You know, yep. Like upper track, uh, cows on upper track. And yep. Cave country. Cave country is oh. another one. Um, it's right beside St. John's. Or oh, okay. Yeah. Church. Right? Yeah. I've never seen that open. <laughs> oh. Well, that's the thing. They live literally upstairs of it. Okay. So it's one of those things. And every time I go in that place, I like it because one thing from my childhood I always loved was getting bologna sandwiches. It's so uh, simple. Okay. It's I know what you're talking about. It's so is easy. It, is it open? It's still open. Okay. I, I thought it was closed. Well, that's Eugene's. Eugene's was the, uh, like the central location. Okay. Yeah. Eugene's is the one I was thinking about. And But if you go farther, like, so... In between Eugene's and and Bertha's, there's another store on that road. And that one, um, the Nelson family pretty much runs it. Yeah, yeah. She's in there. The the mother is the one that's always in there running this thing. And it always cracks me up because I come in and I ask her how she's day day is going. And she goes, oh, doing good. And and she asked me what sandwich was. I'll just take a bologna sandwich with a little bit of cheese. And I get a sandwich about four or so, five inches thick. Yeah, the cheese is like a plyboard at that oh, point. Oh, God. And it's so good. <laughs> and that's the worst thing. And I used to... I, I like for you to go, I want a lot of cheese today. Yeah. <laughs> I get so half the roll. It would just be... The cheese will basically be the bread. Yeah. You just have the meat in between the cheese. But those are always the fun places to go to around here and stuff. In fact, a lot of people want... Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Eugene's was uh, up and running, folks would drive to Eugene's to get a sandwich with him, and then they drive over the hill to my grandfather because my grandfather would sell soda for a dollar. Okay. So for literally $3, they would have a soda and two sandwiches, and that would fill them up for the rest of the day because they were huge sandwiches and stuff. That always cracks me up because you always see a bunch of farmers and stuff yeah. going in there. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, that, that documentary pretty much shows. I think it's funny that they chose to use Granddad's location stores, kind of the yeah. central part of it. Well, that well yeah, I think what it was is they, they wanted to get the view from Sugar Grove proper. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's, like, the main place right there. And they did a good to. job with it, too. And the thing I love is, like, when your granddad comes out, he's, like, walking across the street, and he gets the key to the yep. ice thing. And, and then he looks, and he's like, oh, hey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I don't even think you knew they were they were, they were everything filming. like that at the time. Yeah, so it was, yeah. it was just a great setup. And then there's so many other people, too. You have Ronnie and Fox's hello just yeah. walking by. Yeah, I never caught the hello to the last time I watched it because you mentioned that before, and I was like, oh yeah, there it is. Mm-hmm. It. it is a nice little slice of uh, West Virginia life. When was that made? 2017. Yeah, it was right before they sold the base. Yeah, so yeah. they did a good job yeah. with it. Oh huh? yeah, it was, it was a I good found design. it very interesting. I wish I. You know, I think back to when that was going on, and, and I'm thinking, did I, was I around there when they were filming all that stuff? But I don't think so. It's just, it's just yeah. interesting. So, I was talking to a former employee the other day, actually, about the base, and I was telling him about the documentary. He had never heard of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, they did a nice little documentary. I guess because it was online only. People don't yeah. think to look there. Yeah, I get that, too. Well, that's the thing. I put it on uh, the Pendleton County Facebook page, and um, it got another 2,000 hits. Really? Yeah. That's pretty interesting. So, so, and that's probably the second or third time I've shared it on there. Uh, so, people see it brand new every time. Uh, cool. I mean, I just I love watching I probably share it next week, and I probably get that many. Uh, it's a it's a good watch. Yeah. It's definitely fun to watch the the interactions and then just see Clinton. And it's it's interesting too, just to see Granddad Clinton and everyone mm-hmm. doing the interviews and female. Yeah, yeah. Um, Elaine McMillian Sheldon. Is yeah, her she did a fantastic job. Yeah. Like you know the way the store looks and everything. It yeah. shot beautifully. Oh yeah, and like I mentioned last week, check out the uh, the documentary she has on Facebook. The the one that's nominated for the Oscar. Yeah. Uh, it's it's heroin and it's got a parentheses around the e at the end. Really? Yeah. It's it's only like half hour long, maybe if that. Okay. 
Well, this was only like what? This is like 14 minutes. This 14 was, minutes. This wasn't yeah. even as long as that. Yeah, it's still not bad. You yeah. can't really beat it. It's interesting with the, the types of stories she likes to tell, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, but they're West Virginia stories. That's good. Yeah. There's another one that she did before this one that she, I don't think she got nominated for an Oscar, but um, she got a lot of accolades for it. It was called Hollow. It's about cold country. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was, it was an online thing. It was interactive where you can kind of click between things. You didn't have to watch it all in one shot. Oh, you can watch it however you want to. Yeah, it was like an inter- interactive like, documentary. It's like build your own adventure. Build your own documentary. Pretty much the Bandersnatch documentaries. Mm-hmm. I recently tried the orange Coke. Yeah. And that, that stuff's pretty freaking awesome. I don't drink soda. <laughs> so I, I guess it's an added bonus of like... Wow, this is really sweet and it's really good because they don't make a diet version. <laughs> so uh, we we bought like a whole like six pack of cans of it and was drinking it and Did you have like a sugar rush you came off of then later on. Yeah, and then, well, and then I weighed myself the other day because you know I haven't really because you know you get that winter weight yeah. and it's like it's spring now. How much do I weigh? Yeah. And it's like oh I'm I'm up ten pounds from November. That's Dang right. it! Yeah. So I was like, well, I guess I can't drink that anymore, mm-hmm. and, and I can't eat this anymore. Yeah, I just, you know, a long time ago, I, I decided to just not have scales in my house. I'm, I'm so much happier. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. my doctor's not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> have you seen the Won't You Be My Neighbor documentary? No. With Mr. Rogers? You know, they didn't even get nominated for an Oscar. I know, it was very sad. It was okay. really good. It pissed me off. And you haven't even seen it. Though. I know. Mm-hmm. Well... I like Mr. Rogers. Well, there was something about Mr. Rogers I did not know from that documentary. Did you know? Did you, uh, about, I, about how he's obsessed with his weight? Yeah. And you know what his weight was? Was it was like 142 or something. 143. Like that. I was close. And you know why he liked that 143? Something about love. Because if you look, it's the exact letters in I love you. Ah. And so he would always do 143, 143. He even talked about it on one of his TV shows. And he said he would go and he would swim laps every day and he'd get on the scale and boop, 143 popped up. And you know, how old was Mr. Roger when he died? He was like in his. He was like 74. Se- yeah, he, yeah, he was in his 70s and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it was a big deal. And I'm like, wow, that's nuts. I want to get back down to 223. If I got to 250, I would be happy as can be. I've been to 250 since college. And I, I don't know, it was one of those things where it wasn't that big of a deal. I just was running around doing a lot more energy and all that good stuff. And, mm-hmm. and then you're just like, oh, man. Jeez, I gained like 30 pounds my freshman year. It, it was like, because all through high school, I could eat whatever I wanted and mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I'm like four sandwiches before dinner. And then... Um, like I got to college, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna eat this entire bag of popcorn and then some a whole bag of jelly beans and, and ramen noodles." I'm gonna, I'm gonna order pizza and eat a whole pizza and oh, ramen. Is ramen noodles? Ramen. Ramen. I always yeah. call it ramen. Yeah. Yeah. I actually never had those in college. Oh my god, that's all we eat. Just because uh, yeah, we didn't have anything to cook it then. I'll tell you a funny story from college. So when I was, you know, in my college years, we would go out socializing, and when we would come back from socializing, uh, it was. Two, three in the morning. Everyone else ready for bed. Not me. I'm like, hmm, I, I'm kind of hungry. I'm going to make some ramen noodles. So I go. I get the pot going. I put the ramen noodles in. And I remember going over, sitting down, and I was watching South Park episodes. And I remember slowly falling asleep. And the next thing I know, I've got my roommate standing over top of me, screaming at the top of his lung. What are you doing? Like, just so I was like, what? He goes, are you trying to cook something? And I'm like, <laughs> and I did the whole thing of like, no, I'm not. Oh, no. <laughs> and I took off and ran. And I remember running to my pot, <laughs> running into the kitchen looking. And there's just black smoke all the way through the kitchen. And we, yeah, I fell asleep for about two hours. Oh, wow. And hot plate on the stove and all this kind of stuff. 
I ruined the plate. The water was all gone because it had evaporated right. out. And the only thing left, I remember, was this black little cube <laughs> of the ramen noodles that I uh, clearly overcooked. Poor cube. Yes. And I just remember sitting there going, I remember grabbing it, taking it off, putting it over, like throwing the pot outside away from the house, shutting off everything and looking at my roommate saying, sorry, that was my bad. Good night. <laughs> and immediately going back to sleep. I did that once here with bacon. I had a little pan. I put one, two slices of bacon in it. You know, I was waiting for it to heat up. I went out and I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna go walk the dog." I took took the dog out. I was like, "Oh, there's some flowers." Walked to the flowers. I'm like, "Oh, here's this." So I come back in. This is like when Hazel's like maybe a year old. She's in the living room, like in the thing sleeping, and she's there sleeping peacefully. And I walk in, I see her, and then I see like flames back in the kitchen. <laughs> wow! So I ran back and, and gra- grabbed the kind of like carefully yeah, walked I out the door. Okay, not making a big deal. Yep, I'm yep. up the baby. Uh, I sat down in the middle of the uh, the street. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I just let it burn there for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, they say what baking soda if they want it. Knock those. I off. wasn't sure. I was like, I won't get it the hell out of the house. Right yes. Now. Yeah. I don't blame you right there. That's my yeah, thing. I think Trace was asleep too, and then like 30 seconds later, the uh, fire alarm went off. Well, that's that's the other worst part. Who is like. Um, if you have sprinklers. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah. I can imagine. Well, I, he did have um, a lady at, at the base one year. She was hanging on the sprinkler system. She was hanging oh. her clothes. And, of course, there's two types of sprinklers. You have the chemical one. I'm sad I know this. You have the chemical <laughs> ones that if they get hot, it melts the chemical and they release. Right. And then you have the other one where it's like a wedge put up into it. And once you pull the wedge, it releases the pressure, and, it, and all the water starts coming. Yeah. And then, once everything empties out, the system will then, you know, go off and start pumping more water into your house, uh, or okay. shut it down so yeah. it's not it's not a fire. Yeah. And this poor lady went and pulled that thing down, and next thing you know, it was water all over. And it was funny. We got that house clean. That was that was a rough one. We got that one house clean, and all this stuff done. And ironically, at the time. We were doing renovations in a couple houses that were connected to this one. Yeah. And the folks who did the renovations in this house went over and they had cut the pipes loose. And they thought they had tapped off all the pipes. Yeah. So this happened like three or four months later. So we got everything fixed from the okay. water sprinkler okay, okay. uh, debacle, if you will. Wasn't that bad. Got everything taken care of. Felt, you know, she felt so bad all because it was her fault. Right. And then she got everything back in place. It was like the day after she got her like, carpet back in that she wanted and all this kind of stuff. Uh. Oh, yeah. And so these guys were working on the house next door. They go over, they flip on, they get done with the new plumbing in this house. They go to shut on the main plumbing to the old system, thinking they got everything capped. I forget the phone call. I, I, you know, phone rings. I pick up and it's like, "Hey, Jason. Um, I know we just had water problem, but I think something bad's going on here." I was like, "Why?" He goes, "I've got water coming out of my ceiling light right now." I was like, "Your ceiling light?" He goes, "Yeah. Are, are they doing construction? Because I've got... Well, oh no! Now my ceiling just fell." And I'm like, "What?" So I took off, and what has happened? is they backed it up, and for some odd reason, it backed out and went flying down. And it's so funny, because we I remember we ran over and said to the construction guys, it was like, did you all turn on some water? And the guy had that look like deer at headlights. No. <sighs> and you can see the one guy walking into the maintenance room, slowly turning the lever <laughs> off, like, why? what are you doing? Uh, it was just turn this off. And then Sam, I don't know who did anything, but the water just stopped. And then I was like, okay, okay. 
thank you. And then, yeah, yeah, and then and we ended up. Um, that one was so bad. We ended up demoing everything in the house and considered lost did insurance on it. Oh jeez. And then they ended up gutting the house. And then you, you pretty much when you get, when things get that bad, the you know, thing you have to do is you have to go through <sighs> gut everything that got wet. Because you can't leave it in there because that's how you get mold and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Pull everything out, dump dump it all, and then you pretty much gut, you go through and just pull out all drywall and everything down to the boards if you can. If you go through and you check to see where all, what all got wet. Right. But some, that one was so bad, they ended up gutting everything out. Oh, man. And replacing drywall, flooring, all that stuff. It was a rough one. Yeah, that's, that's bad. The worst, you want to hear my worst experience in housing since we're on like crazy Yeah, stories? go for it. Okay. I only have one topic tonight. And oh, it's, it's probably a short one. Well, this happened. This happened my first year. So I, I am in DC, director of housing. So I'm head of the entire project. It's a big to do. You know, it's something for, you know, for me coming from a small town, going to actually Washington DC. I look right. out my window. I can see the monuments. That's how close I was to the monuments. Yeah, like an inspirational song playing in your head constantly. Well, I wouldn't say that. It kind of just there. a small town boy. Yeah, nah, nah, no. Born I, and raised in Sugar Grove. <laughs> but no, what ended up happening was uh, you get used to that. Plus, the planes flying over. Sure. Walks so what ended up happening right before the new? I was remember being so pumped because that night there was like a special screening of the uh, the new uh, Captain America Civil War. Okay. I couldn't wait to see because Spider Man pops up the first time. That I was like counting down the hours, like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. This is going to be great. And I'll never forget it. my uh, one of my CPAs came in and said, uh, Jason, do you see the smoke coming over there? And I look around and I was like, oh. And right then on my radio, I have an employee of mine go, Jason, Jason, the whole place is up on fire. Man, you got to get the floor. I'm running through and this guy starts taking off. And I'm like, uh. And then I'm immediately, okay, someone call 911. Let us know that well, we've got a fire going on. And I go, we lost two houses. And what was crazy is this one guy that worked for me, super hyper guy, he is taking off and he is running. And he is kicking in all the doors of this place that's on fire so he can get the pets out. Uh, and he's going around saving the pets. Oh, uh, superhero. Oh, he got he got employee of the quarter. He was got, Captain America that night. He was Captain America. And it was so it was so crazy. And we're sitting there and and this is no joke. I mean, it's all hell's broken loose. I mean, the news is there. DC news. I remember seeing it on the news on on the. Oh, internet. you did? Oh. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I see it popped up in the background, like 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 with what I like. This is happening. <laughs> I'm like, I nothing to see here. Folks. Turn around, <laughs> orderly fashion. But I'm sitting there, and it's all hell's breaking loose. It got so bad the firefighters went in and the second floor dropped and then mm. they all ran out because they could have got killed. And it was sure. crazy. And I'll never forget. We're in the middle of all this stuff and and me and the other maintenance guy are working trying to get stuff done. And in the middle of all that, I hear Jason. I look up and one of the firefighters is out there. Hey, and I'm not gonna say who it was, but it was one of the firefighters from Sugar Grove that got <laughs> transferred up to DC. Oh, and he came up to me, and it's so funny because it's crazy. People are screaming. He comes yeah. up to me, and goes, "Hey, how you doing?" Been? <laughs> yeah, it literally was one of those. And I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, buddy?" He goes, "Oh, I'm doing pretty good." Yeah, how you like the new job? I go, "It's good. It's challenging." It's like, well, it's like, "Well, I got you some work tonight." Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I finally was like, "You know, not too bad, except for right now. You know, it's not bad." Goes, okay, well, we'll have to catch up sometimes. He just kind of walks away. <laughs> and uh, my maintenance guy looks at me and goes, how do you 
know all these random people in the weirdest places? And I was like, I don't know. It's just something I've always Didn't that happen to you in North Dakota one time? Yeah, yeah it did happen to me in North Dakota. Want me to go on that one real quick? Yeah, they hit that okay. real quick. Okay. So yeah. that was brilliant. Well, <laughs> so in North Dakota, many, many years ago... Um, when Martha first moved out, and on one of the times going out there, she was so excited because she lived right beside Canada. And right. she's like, you know, it's so nice. She was bragging to me. She goes, it's so nice to be one of the first people out here from back home. And you kind of feel like you're <laughs> you're a uh, new explorer type thing. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's new cool. frontier. New frontier. All those things. I'm out in the wilderness. Out in the wilderness. Survival. It's so cool. It's a negative 40 out here. It's crazy, this weather. And I'm sitting there going, oh, that's crazy. And he goes, come on, I want to show you a cool place. And she goes, she took me out to this one restaurant that was like right beside the uh, Canadian and U.S. border. It was called Last Stop, I think Last Stop Restaurant. And the thing they know they're known for is having a really good steak uh, dinner. So I was like, I'll do a steak dinner, absolutely. So we go out there, we sit there. She's all excited. And I kid you not, I walked into the bar and I see a pair of eyes do one of the, like jerk up, like yeah. what the? And I go over and I sit down and I see who it is. And I'm sitting there thinking, rolling through my head, like who is that? Why don't I recognize that person? And I immediately realize who it was. And I go right up, sit right beside him, and it's just no joke. <laughs> I sit right beside him, and he spins over, and goes, "How you doing, Jason?" <laughs> well, I'm doing, and I won't say his name, but I'm doing, I'm doing good, buddy. How have you been? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. I go, I was just talking to your dad the other day when I was down visiting yeah I was like really and he goes yeah and after about a minute Martha holy crap you really know this guy in this random bar and I was like yeah 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 this yeah. is so and so he's a firefighter or he used to be a firefighter at Brandywine and everything and she goes really <laughs> and she just she was just furious because she's like here yeah. And, I was, yeah. and then it was funny because then I would talk to her later. Paradise Lost. And we were sitting there talking. And it was funny because then I called. I even called Dad while I was in the bar. I was like, "Hey, you never guess who I ran into." <laughs> and he and I go, "Who did you talk to?" And I said, "I'm through like this because he ran into Dad at Roy's Uncle oh. Roy's garage when they came in and visit. Okay. And and he goes, "Well, I ran into so and so." I go, "I know. I'm talking to him right now in North Dakota." And Dad's just like he's half asleep, but he's like, "Oh, that's that's crazy. I'll talk to you later about." It. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Martha just there face palming. Oh, she. This is happening. I, yeah, and, and, my, my frontier has been tarnished. I know, I know, but it does happen to me a lot. It seems like ever, yeah. uh, not lately. I haven't had anything. At least I can't think of anything major. But occasionally I'll get. We went on vacation one time and I ran to a guy I played football with, and it was just kind of funny. He did the whole. I walked up to him and I recognized him, but I didn't. I didn't want to do that whole thing. Like I, I'm, I'm like, well, maybe I don't. Maybe there's someone else. It looks very familiar to the guy I used to play football with. You know, he did one of those type yeah, things. Yeah. And I was like, hey man, where's the? Uh, <laughs> I walked up. I was like, where's close to Walmart? And he's like, uh, you want to go? You're Jason Smith, aren't you? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah. And this Small is like, world. And he sat there and he started chit-chatting around, telling me about all the stuff he's been into. And it's, you know, it's interesting. You just do that whole thing of catching oh, up from college. That's wild. So what do you got for tonight, sir? What I have is just my West Virginia thing. Okay. Which is um, fish. By which I mean wooden fish. Because um, Trout Fest is coming up. Um, yes, the, it is. The, the better named version of Spring Fest. Because yeah. Spring Fest is so generic, people get confused with Five Lear Spring Fest going on at the same time in the sure. same Tri County area. So, one of the things they're doing is they're having the businesses and people like that decorate wooden fish and mm-hmm. they're putting them up. And I've seen a lot of impressive ones. Have you now? Yeah. Um, and I want to go down to Main Street and kind of document it, as I'm sure will happen anyways. Like, I probably don't have to do this. They'll do it for me and I can browse online and be like, yeah, these are, these are cool fish. Yeah. My West Virginia thing about it is it makes me think about how small towns come together and those little things like that to, yes. to try to promote the area. In my job, we actually did our 
dollars too. So at my job, um, we had uh, older ladies paint the fish, and they made it a golden fish. All right. And they called it the golden fish for the golden years. Ah. And I was like, ah. Nice. There's a lot of clever ones like yes. that. Like Pastor Jess did the uh, the Last Supper, but with pancakes. <laughs> so it was the last pancake supper, I guess. <laughs> so I saw the Methodist one down there. It was pretty good, too. At least the artwork was. And I saw the gymnastics place had, oh, had, a, had a decent Raymond's? One. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of good ones. That's good. I find it, it's fun to see this type of stuff pick up. It makes you appreciate yeah, for where you live. Exactly. You know? I just feel bad for when, you know, they, they take them down at the end of the day and bust them up for firewood. Yeah. You know what they call them whenever you bust those down for firewood? What's that? Fish sticks. Fish sticks. <laughs> good night, everybody. Be sure to check out the other podcasts in our orbit. You got RGCWV, which is uh, Luke Hersey's podcast. Mm-hmm. I'll be on it uh, this coming week. We're on a music episode. Mm-hmm. And also... West by Pod. I'm hoping to drop a new episode probably the same day this drops, actually. So I'll be looking for that as well. Talk about we're from the mountaintop. Our, <laughs> we're on. We can cut that. And I, I, word from the mountaintop. I was actually impressed because that was the first time you've ever said it right. <laughs> uh, is it right? Isn't that yeah, funny? You, you say West by God. West by Pod. <laughs> Virginia. No, word from the mountaintop. Uh, I'm actually looking to drop the uh, newest episode probably the same day you're dropping this one. All right. I hit a speed bump with listening to him lately, but I've been catching up. What? Uh, well, that's all right. I've been enjoying them. Oh, I... I yeah, that's, that's basically my church right now, so I, I, I've, been, I've been skipping church. It's sad. I've been, I'll do the thing where I drop the recorder off, and then I'm like, I'll grab it later on. So, like, I've actually been, like, catching up, too. And Jess did a really good message on the prodigal son. Yeah, that's the one I listened to this week. And I was like, wow, this is a really good episode, because I never thought of it like that. Because she, she was talking about how the older, the older siblings, uh, they got to wait to do stuff, and then when yes. they do it, the, the younger one gets to do it whenever. Yeah. And... And uh, I felt that experience hard. I yeah, and I've been on the younger uh, sibling side where I'm just like so like like my example was when we grew up. My sister was never allowed to go out to do anything social, and I was. Yeah. And Suzanne's like, "Why is my brother allowed to do it, and he and I can't do it?" And I was always like, "Because I'm not crazy like you, Sus." She didn't like that. So <laughs> I, I know, and I'm sitting there going. <laughs> Uh, but it's I remember the example that sticks out to me when I, because I wanted to shoot a gun, and, and my dad's like, no, you can't shoot a gun until you're 12. And uh, so I finally got to do it, and I did target practice, and, and then they're like, hey, Phil, you, you come shoot the gun too. And I'm like, he, not he's cool. not 12. <laughs> but, but, you know, things like that. I mean, I could probably... And look today, now of all the people, Phil is like the gun expert I know of. That's true. And you are kind of like me. Well, like, that's true, too. Like, whenever I started working on the farm, they're like, hey, Phil, come on the farm, too. And now he's the farmer. Yes. So I, I guess they were they were prepping me, but, and I was kind of the, the guinea pig. Yes. Yes. We'll see what goes it, right. It makes sense. No, I, it's, it's funny, too, because I find myself um, with those types of stories. When it came to Suzanne, I always thought, I always said to Suzanne, Suzanne, if you didn't mess up the first time, you wouldn't be in this mess. And they and I, of course, nail it every time whenever I do these <laughs> things, get these privileges. And Suzanne would always be like, that's not even funny, Jason. I learn from your mistakes. I learn from your mistakes. I was taking notes all along. That's right. That's right. Good stuff. Yeah, that's part of the fun. So I feel like I had something else to say. Oh, so I want to crowdfund some, something real quick. Okay. I am in need of a laptop. No one picked up on Mr. Oinkies? Um, no. <laughs> well, it was a good idea. Honestly, I forgot about him. 
Mr. Wonky died. He died of starvation because nobody fed the pig. the pig. The pig died. See, you're the pig, folks. Let's get there. So, so now he starved to death both physically and financially. So you want to do a GoFundMe and literally go and have someone go and fund you for a new laptop? I don't know. That, that feels so insensitive because there's a lot of good causes for GoFundMe. I don't want to you put, be, put my laptop bullshit in that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to do logos for everybody. Oh, that's a Donate $20 and I will make you a logo. So and let me let me go ahead and say how great Mike Mallow's logo is. Just FYI. So for my senior project when I got my MBA, we had to do a, what's known as a capstone class. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And in the capstone class, we had to come up with a design and do this A, B, and C and all this fun stuff. Long story short, I am not a um, design artist by any stretch of the imagination, so I knew exactly what I was going to do. So as soon as I left that class, I called Mike up immediately and told him we were doing something for Unite Way. Yeah, that's what it and, was. And um, so I told Mike exactly what I was going to do, this, that, and the other thing. And it cracks me up to this day. The next week we did our presentations, and I brought, and I made a you know big special deal about your presentation. I did it. Everyone in the class loved it. All the, all the presenters, Unite Way, they loved it, the local ones. Everyone got done. And I'll never forget, I had uh, Jesse in my class, too. And he looked at me, he goes, you had Mike Mallow make that for you, didn't you? I was like, yes, I did. Another person that you knew. Another person that yet I knew again. And also knew my relationship. He goes, Mike Mallow did that, didn't he? I goes, yes, he did. It's not what you know, but who you know. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do $20 logos. That's like 10 times less than what I normally charge. Sure. More than 10 times, actually. So that's that's the deal. Um, One revision. And then it starts to cost you. But I need 100. I need 100 logos to get to, to the laptop I'm looking for. So, I think so here we go. $20. Get you, get you a logo. Eventually I get a laptop. If you buy 100 logos at once, then, I don't know, I'll give you 50 more free. Because if I did 100 logos, I might as well do 50 more. Yeah, exactly right. I, I even do parody logos. I'll do, um, I started to do this project where I, I did um, like the restaurants of the county, but as corporate uh, restaurant <laughs> logos. I didn't get very far into that. I, I did one, which was Fireside, so mm-hmm. that's kind of depressing now. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's okay, Mike. But I did it like Burger King. I'll show it to you. But anyways, that's all I got. All right. So, well, thank you for putting your ear holes on us. That's right. You all have a good night and a good, a good week. week. <laughs> Bye.